Hey, welcome. What's up? Welcome back to your favorite podcast you never knew you would miss like this. Right? (laughs) Right? Welcome back to Dear Me. Yay! What's up, y'all? <laughs> We're back. We had a short hiatus, but don't let that short, short Look, hiatus. I mean, <laughs> December twenty nineteen was the last episode that was uploaded. Well, a so. lot happened since December twenty nineteen. So, yes, clearly. <laughs> um, in case y'all forgot, I'm Tammy. I'm Brian. <laughs> Nice to be here again. Man, <laughs> this is exciting. This is. So, okay. What have you been up to since December night, 2019? Well, I have changed pretty much everything. I no longer <laughs> work for the school that I worked for because the school that I worked mm-hmm. for shut down. Uh, because it could not weather the financial storm of coronavirus. Right. So um, since then, I have struck out on my own. I am <laughs> now the sole proprietor of Brian oh Warner my. Music. <laughs> Fancy! Um, Fancy. I've just been freelance teaching, basically. Um, I mm-hmm. teach a really good amount of students now. So just teaching singing lessons. I've been doing some online like workshops and really just getting stuff off the ground for myself and finding out that this new career can start from something kind of (laughs) terrible Um, right but you know blessings in disguise i love the fact that i was given the opportunity to to be able to even start something like this for myself um Mm -hmm. and it's been going extremely well um just being able to have control over my own schedule and you know being basically the only employee (laughs) all all i have to do is just check in with myself and see hey you know are you busy can you work this time yes no i was about to say i think it's important to note that you are now receiving a hundred percent of the profits i it's not yeah. going out to anyone else it's not so before with the school Ooh. i think i was making five percent um wow one hundred percent five percent i didn't know it was that low oh my gosh yeah, really bad oh my goodness <laughs> basically well paying like two hundred dollars and i was making ten dollars off of each one of those lessons Oh it's my not God. good. That's but I'm so happy to have had that opportunity because that opportunity led me to this <laughs> opportunity. So Boom. I don't have anything bad about say uh anything bad to say about the now or now deceased music school in Sugarland, Texas. Understood. Understood. <laughs> hey, you know, well, that's good. Um, yeah, I see you know. booming with yeah, that. Just been chilling, really. I mean, other than that, my kids are old. They're old ladies now. Old, old ladies. <laughs> Three year old and Nyla's almost two, like nineteen, twenty months. Oh wow! It's oh crazy. wow! I know. Yeah, already. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Give me a baby! 
babies. I know, my little mama. But yeah, <laughs> they're they're loving life. Taylor's completely potty trained now, so I feel like a real mm. mother. <laughs> I feel like I've accomplished motherhood. I have nothing further to do. It's done. It's You're done. done. They yeah. are on their own now. I'm looking That's for it. apartments now for them. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, dude? Like, what have you been doing? Oh, man. What have I been doing since December? Um, yeah. So me and my boyfriend did host Christmas at our place, um, which was a huge step for us, by the way. <laughs> um and tiring too. I, I don't want to do that again. That I don't. Exhausting. I don't know how you host all the time. I, I honestly love don't it, understand. But it's exhausting. Like, and then my boyfriend, he was just like, "We could do it again this year. It's not much that goes into it. I can help you, and you know, we'll get it done." I'm like, "No. See, this is the problem. No, see, you think there's not <laughs> much into it because you haven't done anything." Yeah. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It is a lot. Okay. It is a lot to entertain a large group of people. So, no, we will not be doing that oh, again. Yeah. It's no big deal. I'll just, you know, <laughs> shut up. No, you won't. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so so funny. funny. That's so funny how they think they help. Yeah. They think, so you know, cute. very cute. Um, but no, besides that, uh, Work has been pretty good. Um, we started working from home in March. So we have been home since March 16th oh God. or March 18th, 2020. It's been a long time. Is. Um, there is no end in sight for us as far as coming back to the office mm -hmm. is involved. We like my CEO and all of our leadership they're pretty much just like we're taking this day by day yeah um so as far as i'm concerned we'll probably be working from home at least until the end of the year yeah um so also kind of a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. because i've been trying to work from home for a very long time it worked out so uh it worked out it just kind of sucks that like we can't go anywhere but yeah. you know <laughs> it's it's still nice it's, it's still nice. nice um other than that, I have pretty much relaunched everything. My personal brand, Youngfully Employed. Um, I'm on Medium now. Um, gonna, I already started posting videos on my YouTube channel again. So mm -hmm. I basically just kind of like took my brand by its reins. And I was like, we're going to do this. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. That's, that's, that's kind of the, perfect. yeah, the bulk of everything. You it's it's been fun. It. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's what I like to do. So mm -hmm. we'll see where this goes. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. My gosh. So I, I mean, know. like what <laughs> we stopped for so long and I think that we just got really mm -hmm. overwhelmed, right. With life before life <laughs> got overwhelming. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yes. So, um it just kept snowballing we thought we were bad back in december we were like okay we just let's just take, take a break, break for the holidays yeah, right the holidays i think that's, that's what, what we're gonna do yeah quick break for the holidays well several well several holidays <laughs> have passed. 
Uh, we took a break for Martin Luther King Day. We took a break for all of Black History Month. Uh, Day. Memorial Day. Everything. <laughs> Just everything has passed. Yeah. Um, and now we're days. here. Both of our birth. We took breaks for our birthdays. Yeah, we're both a year older <laughs> now. Right? I'm. T- we're 27 now. We're 27. We're yeah, you caught up to me. Older than- <laughs> <laughs> you know you're the youngin. Hello. I am not young, okay? You are. You had to catch up to me, so now we're both 27. We're a month apart, y'all, but still, <laughs> it matters. Um, but, <laughs> yes, it, it has been a while, and obviously addressing the elephant in the room we all know what's been going on yeah so good big old changes. big changes yeah some huge changes <laughs> and and actually more more changes than we're even going to address in this episode mm-hmm. we just thought that we'd at least start with COVID 19 okay we got to come out the gate there. with at least something you know relevant you know it is i mean COVID-19, man, it's been It's our lives, crazy. though. It's taken over our lives. Yeah. It's what is this, the new normal? Everything. Yeah. Everyone's calling this the new normal the new now. Norm. Like, yeah. Oh, my I God. Mean, industries, industries are toppling. It's insane. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Going bankrupt yeah. already. I'm like, what? Like, big businesses who I thought could at least make it a year or two without, you know, Mm -hmm. as many sales are just like collapsing in like two months. It's It's crazy. It just lets you know how uh, thin of a, of a veil capitalism has. Cause really it's, it doesn't hold up under pressure. (laughs) Clearly. It doesn't hold up. We are, we are failing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that, you know, kind of transitions into today's topic, mm-hmm. which obviously we're going to be doing a lot of education surrounding COVID-19. Um, but we also want to kind of talk about how it's been affecting us as people, um, how it's been affecting mental health, all of that. I mean, there's a lot that we're going to get into in this episode and, you know, just excited to be back, but also excited to, I think, kind of clear up a lot of misinformation that's been going around. Absolutely. I mean, it has been rampant. I'm sure you've seen. We've been living um, in an age of misinformation. And I mean, clearing up half of what we're going to be talking about today doesn't even cover a, a fraction of what is going around out there, right? That people are just throwing right. around information about literally anything nowadays. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I can impress upon you guys anything, just make sure that you're vetting your information and, mm-hmm. you know, not just going based off of one source or one source that you mm-hmm. believe in or, you know, mm-hmm. really spread around what you look into. Make sure that you're looking into really reliable sources yeah i was about to say like make sure they are reliable you know i mean any old joe can start a blog and say he knows everything about COVID 19 and start posting about it like it's true you know everybody that posts a video in scrubs on the internet talking about they got the inside scoop on COVID 19 (laughs) is not a doctor y'all 
Okay, they're not all nurses. Some of them just got some scrub from phallus paratus. Okay. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about no phallus paratus. <laughs> and it's so crazy because I've taken Spanish for like, what, 20, almost 20 years now. And I still say it like say phallus, it like phallus paratus. Yeah. I can't help but do that. I know, and I that know how wrong. to pronounce it. I know like, how to pronounce I know. it. It's not right, but. Hey, it is. What I it can't is. help it. Like, <laughs> yes. At this point, um, it's it's just indoctrinated in my brain. It's nothing. I exactly. Do. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, yeah. Like, make sure you're you know vetting your sources, like you said. Make sure you're looking at who's actually the author. Mm-hmm. You know, how are these people getting paid? That yeah. affects the information as well. I mean, there's just so much to go into it, but. Yeah. The main part is we are going to be doing our part yes. to help you guys today. Yeah. So, so yeah. a lot of this stuff can be really daunting when you're thinking of like COVID-19. Like, what should I look up? Like, I don't even know. Like, at, at some point, it's like, what information do I even need to go forward and get more information? Like, where do you start? Exactly. So, we're just basically going to be starting at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. you know, where where it started, how we came to know it as a disease, what it does. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about how the coronavirus started, um, you know, where it came from. Actually, there's been a lot of racist misinformation going around, as much of the misinformation <laughs> going around right now yes. is. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so when when talking about coronavirus, that is not a special type of disease, right? The coronavirus is a type of virus. Um, the mm-hmm. one that we're looking at right now that's been affecting us this way is just um, a version of a coronavirus. And that's what COVID-19 right. is. COVID-19 <clears throat> is the name of this coronavirus. Um, right. And so the the virus itself did start in China. Uh, food animals being sold in like the public markets in China. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. not everything is up to American health code standards, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes outbreaks start a little bit differently when in when you're in those rural areas, especially in different countries like China that have um, really low health standards for low income um, mm-hmm. citizens. So, basically, uh, epidemiology epidemiologists i'm gonna be saying that word a lot and it's very (laughs) um (laughs) they did field investigations to kind of figure out how the virus started um and they Mm kind of determined that the virus came from one uh animal sold in the market and then was spread um through wuhan china and, and it became an epidemic throughout that region right throughout mm-hmm. Wuhan China and the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic um is just that an epidemic is just when there's a a sudden increase in cases that's an epidemic but a pandemic mm-hmm. is when it starts to spread and affect a large number of people so when there's a sudden increase in cases over a large uh, you know, territory over a large amount of space. So that's just the difference between epidemic and pandemic. Um, and so it spread, you know, through community, um, um, spread from person to person in communities by community transmission. And, you know, in order to slow the spread, they kind of started doing what's called contact tracing, which is where they determine who's been in touch with who um, and if those people have 
develop symptoms to get everybody who's been in contact with another person um, that has tested positive for the disease. They get them tested and then that just helps to stop and slow the spread of the disease because you're getting to people before they can spread it to other people. So that's the goal. Um, so they started that with that tactic in Wuhan, China. Um, China says that they started it you know, earlier than other people say that China started it, but that's a whole different, you know, thing there. But it went ahead and, and started to spread through Asia, uh, Western, from Eastern Asia to Western Asia through Europe, spread down to Africa. And then it actually started spreading to North America pretty quickly in, um, in you know, the United States of America. Um, it started <laughs> here pretty quickly. Out of all of the North American countries, um, we have the worst outbreak, worse than South America and North America, both of which are significantly larger than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think to reiterate that point, too. Um, so I know a lot of people are thinking, like, where did the term COVID-19 come from? What actually happened was that. So kind of like you said, like basically what we are experiencing or what we are seeing as COVID-19 is a disease that is caused by the virus SARS-CoV-2, mm-hmm. right? And so at first it was called SARS-CoV-2. That's kind of what they had named it. But actually um, the World Health Organization, they actually renamed it to COVID-19, which is kind of like a shortened version mm-hmm. um, of coronavirus disease. And then obviously 19 to represent that it started in 2019. Gotcha. Um, I read actually that they had came up with this name because they wanted to avoid stigmatizing mm-hmm. the virus's origins, um, obviously stigmatizing the people, the geography, yeah, you know, right. the animals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that didn't work. Yeah, did <laughs> um, but I think I think it there is some sort of importance to understanding its origins or where it came from. Because if you kind of look back over history and look at all of the other, you know, health pandemics that we went through, you know, and determine kind of like, you know, you can kind of search and figure out where they started, where they originated. I think it kind of helps to know that just because from there you can kind of distinguish a pattern and see if there is something that we can do to kind of, you know, help break that pattern, obviously, you know, or a way that we can help those countries. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean that... Yeah, Go ahead. that's what our our uh, previous pandemic response uh, branch of the executive government was in charge of doing. But unfortunately, that was dismantled a few months before the coronavirus reached America by our current administration for reasons yet unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, um, yeah, but we were already doing that work, right? We were working yeah. to, we started doing this um, right after that big, well, I mean, big Ebola outbreak that we had that was so scary back in, what was it, 2016 or 15? Um, mm-hmm. Something like that. So, um, so we really started to track diseases like this and really get involved with the, you know, the global effort to stop the spread of disease. Um, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. that just wasn't something that this administration decided that they wanted to continue with. 
So we we didn't really have a chance to stay involved, right? We didn't have a chance to stay mm-hmm. ahead of ourselves with this one. It just kind of came at us. And ever since, you know, the beginning, we've just been playing catch up. Exactly. I think it's, you know, important to note, you know, there are a lot of people calling this the Chinese virus and whatever else. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note that, you know, no, this doesn't mean that all Asian people are bad. No, this doesn't mean you should be scared of Asians. No, you shouldn't be treating your Asian neighbor like crap. I just, I need to make that clear because I just can't believe that this is actually happening. Um, this has nothing to do with that. This is specifically a foreign affairs pandemic response type of issue. Yeah. This is not anything where the citizens of America should be running out rogue and like tackling down every no single. Sense. It makes no sense to me Asian why this people is crazy. would be attacking Asian Americans, especially um, or Asian American businesses. We should be, yes. you know, making sure that they have enough money. I mean, even if you want to be weirdly racist about it, just make sure that they have enough money to keep up their health standards. Like, right. support your your local businesses. Like, it's just, I just don't understand yeah. why, What what's the mindset? Um, you know, if anything, if anything, it's the Chinese government who's made missteps here at every step. Right, has nothing right. To do with the citizens, the people there are victims of you know they they've lost people too right the same way that we have yeah i think you know another myth that i've been saying is that oh COVID 19 you know it started back in february and got bad in march no COVID 19 is called COVID 19 for a reason it was here before 2020 Mm -hmm. um you know i'm big on youtube Mm -hmm. um and there were a lot of youtubers I, i didn't even connect the dots until way later but there were a lot of big youtubers who were just getting sick mm-hmm. out of nowhere and they all said the exact same thing they were like this is the sickest i've ever been you know i've i've been sick but i've never been like sick sick like yeah. this they all said the exact same thing and you know youtubers they travel they you know yeah. do collaborations in other countries and stuff and it was just like a slew of them mm-hmm. that all got sick around like december january and that's what everyone was saying that a lot of these youtubers had it first you know people in wuhan their numbers were already starting to flatten by the time america's started yeah, skyrocketing right so i mean um, we had plenty yeah. of time to prepare for this so don't let anybody tell you that this caught us by yes. surprise or anything like that yes because it definitely did not the cdc the world health organization have been tracking this disease since i think they said november There's i read no an article that like as early as October and yeah. it could have been earlier. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We the definitely fact that they were able to trace it to a specific animal in a specific market in a specific town. lets you know that they had plenty of time to do the research on this subject. Mm-hmm. And we exactly. knew that information in February, right in March, we knew where it had come from. So they had mm-hmm. plenty of time right Mm -hmm. to really go through and figure out do the contact tracing that we were just talking about um go Mm -hmm. back through and figure out where this came from how it started exactly so now you know COVID 19 is here right yeah so now the government is talking about shutdowns yeah so 
what have you thought about the shutdowns, Brian? First Whoa. of all, let me just say, here in Texas, we never shut down. I'm just, you know, we, we never really like shut down. Barely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Barely. I don't even think we know what a shutdown means. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, when I started seeing them, like the the one in Italy really like woke me up. I was like, whoa, like mm, it's really yeah. going down there because people were like locked in their houses and like their power was going out and it was really mm-hmm. scary. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, oh, I really hope that doesn't come here. Well, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> here we are in the middle of hurricane season. Uh, pandemic so all right um (laughs) but i mean really so the big question do we need shutdowns there's no other option right exactly there's no other option we are telling you yes (laughs) yes yes it's very yes clear yes Mm -hmm. i mean truly the thing about it is I don't it doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are about this it's not a personal belief type of thing it's a Mm -hmm. pandemic right right it's a science thing you know just like you can't stop a hurricane those people that drive into deep water thinking oh I can make it I can make it no you can't because your opinion about whether or not your car can go deep enough into that water doesn't matter does not (laughs) matter and matter. And that's what's been bothering me about this whole thing. Everyone's trying to politicize it. It's not you know, political. like we're talking about gay marriage or something. It, what are we doing? People are dying. There really? is a virus. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the end. We need to stop people from dying. And then you know what? You know how many times uh-uh. I have said this? We just need to stop people from dying, America. <laughs> How many situations have I said this same sentence? Stop with the guns in the schools. We need to stop people from dying. Stop with the police brutality. We need to just stop people from dying. Stop with the coronavirus foolishness, y'all. Foolishness, yes. foolishness. America has a problem with dead people. We have an issue. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that I just don't think that we have done shutdown properly, which is why it's lasting so long. The first thing that went wrong is that it wasn't a federal response. Right. In order to to control a federal, I mean, it's a, it's a pandemic. It's a global pandemic. It's not going to stop at the state lines. Like, what are you thinking? It doesn't make any sense to me why this wouldn't be. A federal mandated shutdown, first of all. There's no reason why it should have been left up to the states. And that's why we're still here. Because Mm -hmm. Texas, Florida, Georgia, we didn't shut down in the beginning. We didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and so now, here we are. They try to open us back up in April. April was our first open back up day. Are they? What? With no (laughs) mask mandated. What? Good old Texas. Southern Greg, Texas. Greg, Mr. Abbott, sir. <laughs> what are no, you like, thinking? I, I honestly, so I have an old friend from high school who happens to live in Wuhan. 
Um, and so he was telling his story about like what was going on over there and like how it happened. He said, as soon as, um, you know, as soon as the outbreak happened and, you know, people started getting sick, um, he was talking about how they had shut completely down. So you talk about businesses going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Um, they shut completely down, um, to the point where no one could go anywhere. I believe they said for two months straight. So they were completely shut down. Yeah. Not like, oh, you can kind of go in and out of the store here. No, like they were completely shut down. And even after they started opening back up, it was still basically where we're at now, where it was like, you know, we're still having to like, you know, check your temperature before you go in and wear masks mm -hmm. and, you know, only essential workers could actually go out and things like that. I mean, they really went through a rigorous shut down process which is why their numbers are now so low mm -hmm. yeah it's a problem and it's one it's not the only one but it's one that really from day one kind of doomed us to to where we are now um the decision mm -hmm. to not take a a federally united stance on this and to, mm -hmm. to turn it around and make it political instead was is the reason why there's 170,000 people dead right mm -hmm. exactly Okay, so let's kind of move into how COVID has been affecting America. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I think we've we've seen a lot. Yeah. Um, we, so I mean, yeah. Statistically, <laughs> help me out with this. <laughs> here, statistically, I'm gonna just give you some numbers. Here's where we are. So cases um, that we've had total number of global cases. Uh, 21,799,658. Um, oh my gosh. Of that 21 million, 5,433,882 are in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Um, the disease is in 188 countries or regions. Global deaths are at 700 and um, 776,819 in the United States, um, which is the country with the most deaths in the world of all 188 <laughs> countries or regions. Um, of that 700,000, 170,434 of those deaths come from the United States. Of course. Um, yeah. So our worst hit places are New York, New Jersey, California, and Texas. Mm. Um, New York with 32,846 deaths, um, mm. but 74,207 recoveries. Um, 15,000 deaths in New Jersey. 33,000 recoveries, 11,000 deaths in California. I don't have a recovery number for California. 10,423 deaths for Texas, uh, 405,817 recoveries. So, Wait, you said how many recoveries? 405,000. 400, yeah. 405, in Texas? 000. In Texas, recovered. Yes. In Texas alone. Wait yeah. a second. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. So that means Wait. Our numbers must be pretty high, huh? Uh, but yeah, four hundred wow. thousand recoveries, which means that mm -hmm. wow, we've had a lot of 
cases. Um, Florida's right under us with 9,000 deaths. Mm-hmm. 9,500. Uh, but I don't have a recovery number for them either. These numbers are increasing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're seeing spikes up to 1,000 new cases a day. So Crazy. Those are the numbers of how America has been absolutely <laughs> devastated by this disease. 170,000 deaths. That's insane. And you know, what's crazy, you mentioned that globally we were at 770-something thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to put that into perspective you know, we've had multiple flu pandemics over the last couple hundred years. Yeah. The last one that we had, the major one that we had in the uh, 1960s, mm-hmm. that actually claimed one million lives in that year alone. Yeah. What you have to understand is that we are almost at a million and the year is not over yet. So that that is the problem, guys. And it's not slowing down. It's not exactly. slowing down. Exactly. That is the pandemic we are in. I just, I had to put that into perspective because this is bad, guys. This is bad. This is horrible. Yeah, it's very scary. You know, and I don't know one person that hasn't known someone who's been touched by COVID-19, right? I know everyone that I know is at least two degrees away from someone who's, who's either been infected, had to be in the hospital on a ventilator or died from it. I mean, truly terrible, terrible losses. I mean, we're seeing, you know, that the number of losses is enormous when you see the number of celebrity losses. Yeah. Because the number of celebrities is not that big, but we're seeing them being touched by this with the amount of resources that they have mm-hmm. to protect their mm-hmm. family, we're seeing them being affected by this. And so that's how you know that this is no joke. Like we, mm-hmm. we this is a very small group of people, right? This is yes. maybe, I'll say we have about a thousand celebrity people, right? Side note, actually, um, according to, I forgot where I read this, it was a reputable source, but supposedly only 1% of actors are famous. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I was like, oh my God. (laughs) There are a lot of actors. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, I, you know, with everything going on and, you know, there's a lot of people who are protesting wearing masks yeah. you know um like i said just making this so political when it doesn't have to be <sighs> i'm it's just really been the downfall it's exhausting yeah. it's it's really exhausting yeah. it really is not to mention i mean you know obviously we have a lot of people dying that's bad enough right yeah um, but not to mention some of the other blowbacks that we have suffered. Like, for example, the fact that so many people are unemployed right now, and yet our bills are still due. Mm-hmm. I am not understanding how this is a thing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Like, 
you know, I, know I mean, I just, and the pace that people are moving to fix these problems is just mm-hmm. unacceptable to me. Mm-hmm. I find the fact that we're going back and forth with political bullshit instead of taking actual action for people mm-hmm. that are full mm-hmm. on suffering. There, I was. Mm-hmm. There's people that are having to make several life changing decisions all at the same time right now because Congress. Just, I mean, the government in general, all governments Mm -hmm. in all states, in the whole country. It's just, you know, and I don't really blame the state governments as much because they, you know, there's not Mm -hmm. much that they can do. And, you know, that's where the federal government is supposed to come in and people Mm -hmm. are dragging their feet, like, because they're so out of touch. Our government is so out of touch with where the people are. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of the people that are family, you know, of, of people that have died, people are having to choose between, you know, feeding their family and staying alive. Exactly. Like, nobody should have to make that choice of, okay, if I go to work now, I have to go back to work because I can't get unemployment anymore to stay home and stay safe. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to work. If I can go back to work into a market that's not safe with people who don't mm-hmm. care about my safety, they just want their their own convenience, right? They mm-hmm. these corporations only want to feel like you know they're making money during these hard times. They don't actually care about what the employees are going through to make sure that they stay safe. I mean, it's all just vicious cycles and, and it's capitalism on top of incompetent leadership. and <laughs> Yes. You know, me and my boyfriend discussed an idea about this. Um, he had mentioned that uh, he thought it would be or it would have been a better idea had the government dispersed those funds from the stimulus checks to the businesses instead because it's a lot less of them to pay off than it is for obviously the citizens of america um and it would have kept them afloat to the point where we don't have to pay them yeah that's relying a lot on the businesses though to do right you know yeah true so that's relying a lot on them to to not just take that money and hoard it and mm-hmm. still lay people off, right? Still make those cuts and just save that money for a, quote, rainy day. Putting money mm-hmm. directly in people's hands, I think, was probably the best thing and the worst thing that they could have done. Because it I just wish they would have kept it up. And it exactly. Was, it was $1,200 one time that was supposed to stretch over how many months has it been since then? You know, and I'm imagining all the people out here who are unemployed now because you know their job laid them off Mm -hmm. they have multiple kids at home Mm -hmm. and bills are still due and you're telling me that 1200 was supposed to cover that what and the unemployment was barely i mean i have a lot of friends who still have not gotten unemployment so it's not like it's just a super you know great system or anything and it's run Uh, by the states so each state determines whether or not they're going to make it easy for you to get unemployment. So in Texas, they make it ridiculously hard. 
Because yep. they don't want people to be on unemployment because they're Republicans and ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous Republicans. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's, frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's so exhausting, which is why you really have to take care of yourself during this time, which is another point we're going to touch on. I love that. Um, yeah, in a few. So but how can we stop the spread Let, let's get there how okay. can we stop so this? i mean <laughs> i mean we know what the cdc right the basic cdc guidelines that are on every single website now they're on even wikipedia at this point right mm -hmm. wear a mask mm -hmm. social distance within six feet right make sure in mm -hmm. the grocery stores that you're you're staying in open well ventilated areas that you're staying mm -hmm. six feet apart um that mm -hmm. you're wash your hands behind the shields right that they've set up yeah definitely mm -hmm. washing your hands i usually wash my hands as soon as i walk into the store and then put sanitizer on as i'm leaving so i can wash my hands as soon as i walk in the house mm -hmm. um, but i mean washing your hands just what we what we've known from the beginning right making sure mm -hmm. that you're washing your hands staying safe just not being a right. weirdo <laughs> Just don't be a total weirdo about it and be all up. Don't on be people. stupid, guys. Right. You know, there's no need for panic buying and, and panic mm -hmm. in general. Right. Cons conspiracy theory panicking. We just need to be safe. Right. Just follow the right. guidelines that the people that have been doing the research have laid out for us. Exactly. You know, I I read a New York Times article about this not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And I think most importantly, I think people need to be reasonable. And I don't mean just be reasonable as in be a decent person. I mean, literally use reason when it comes to COVID-19. Yeah. Um, in that article, uh, they were talking about like logic and common sense and stuff like that. And if you've ever taken a logic class, then you pretty much know where I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. um, what the author said was, it is more logical to take preventative action with incomplete evidence than it is to take no action until complete evidence arises. Mm, and he said, he said, it is more logical mm -hmm. to take preventative action with incomplete evidence Yeah then to take no action until complete evidence arises yeah yeah and it's basically what he was basically getting at was that you know we're honest probably we're never gonna have the full answers yeah we're never gonna have a hundred percent of the answers but it is literally illogical to do nothing it at this point it's true because it's literally it's something's illogical. happening something's exactly. happening right so exactly if you're thinking like well if i wear a mask it's not gonna help anyway i mean neither is not wearing a mask so you like i mean so just literally be reasonable when you're thinking yeah. about this yeah. look up reputable sources mm -hmm. and just take care of yourself guys yeah. i mean that i mean yeah. that's all i could really say i mean you know really, that's the most important thing is just think do what's best for you right and don't mm -hmm. don't feel like don't start getting in your feelings if people want to do 
you know, people don't want to go out with you or people don't want to come to your house because they're being yeah. safe. You don't know what people got going yeah. on. So don't start getting in your feelings about people yeah. wanting to keep safe, right? Yeah. You can't judge anybody for taking any stance because you don't know what they got going on in their family, right? You don't know who they need to protect. So just everybody chill out and let everybody else take the precautions that they feel like they need to take. And everybody actually, should be taking certain precautions. Yes, I've actually turned down a couple of dinners mm -hmm. because... You know, I just didn't feel comfortable at those restaurants. Yeah. And um, there's even a couple things that I am about to turn down at work because I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's my right to say that. And that's anyone's right to say that. Absolutely. Um, you should not be penalized either way. No. Um, and I mean, you know, even just in friend groups, you know, just be be kind to your friends right now we're all struggling right now so if they feel like they don't want to hang out with you in person they just want to do facetime meetings for now chill it's fine there's no need to you know? start getting up in arms about that kind of stuff it's not that serious they're not hurting you they're mm -hmm. just they don't want to take the risk and that's fine <laughs> exactly you know, everybody's their own they have their own rules and, and I think it's also important to note, too, that, um, you know, this whole idea of pre-existing conditions, right? So you got a lot of people, you know, saying that, oh, it only affects you if you have pre-existing conditions and that's it. And I don't have any, so I'm good. Okay. For one, that is a super selfish way of looking at life. Yes, it is. So that's number one. Number two is people don't realize that pre-existing conditions doesn't mean you have to have the worst of the worst no. to not have this disease affect you i was looking it up on cdc being obese is considered mm -hmm. a pre-existing condition yeah so if you're overweight that could also affect you yes you know if you have asthma anemia all of those really common things that you can pretty much work through mm -hmm. day to day those are pre-existing conditions so and you never know what don't... can be triggered exactly what could be triggered and on top of that you might not even know what is going on in your body anyway because exactly. it's been a while since a lot of us have been to the doctor right so i'm just saying basically don't sleep on that term yeah pre-existing conditions yeah. okay because that you never know what's going retirement on retirement homes that doesn't mean just your mm -hmm. aunt kathy Mm -hmm. that means everybody right that means people's kids right people's kids have asthma right. you know mm -hmm. that means you know people's family people mm -hmm. have diabetes people have hypertension like anything, high blood pressure yep anything mm -hmm. is a pre-existing condition and especially yes. if it's something respiratory like asthma which is so common yes this is a, a disease that attacks the respiratory system you have mm -hmm. to be careful with that kind of stuff and you just don't know. Yep. So, exactly. I mean, it's never been a better time to 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 tout the term safe better safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the logical side of you, Brian. You see how that, you know, <laughs> better safe than sorry, that's a logical statement yeah. that people are not following. Right. And that doesn't mean, you know, well, we'll go into that later. I was going to say it doesn't mean that you you have to lock yourself in your closet and never move. You can still there are the CDC guidelines are not that strenuous, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be cool. Like, just be safe about stuff. 
exactly so i mean kind of going into that Mm -hmm. um how to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally during this time right it it, this is a lot of information this is a lot of changes that are happening people are unemployed people are protesting people are upset we haven't even touched on other the other issues that are going on like black lives matter and all of that i mean there's just a lot going on Mm -hmm. right so how are you taking care of yourself um there's been a big thing going around it's called quarantine fatigue Mm -hmm. or caution fatigue Mm -hmm. um and it's basically exactly what it sounds like um you are tired of being in quarantine that's basically (laughs) what it means so it's Um, the scientific term for sick and tired of being sick and tired sick and tired of being (laughs) sick and tired you know (laughs) gotcha but um but no, it's it's a real thing. And a lot of, you know, news organizations are starting to talk about this because, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but, you know, depression rates are just off the charts. Yeah. Domestic mm-hmm. violence has gone oh up. So sad. Yeah. Um, you know, domestic um, or um, suicide rates, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, have gone up as well. It, it's just, it's really... It's really sad. Um, And so a lot of people are talking about it. And I kind of just wanted to briefly go through some of the uh, tips that they are giving out. And this one specifically is from MD Anderson, uh, the Cancer Research Center here in Houston. Mm, Gotcha. So just some of the tips that they're giving out. Number one, understand that your feelings are normal, right? We are, you're not in this alone. There is a whole world of people who are going through the exact same thing you're going through. Right. And, you know, they kind of moved into reframing your thinking or changing your mindset. Um, basically trying to move away from the negative and focus on the positive. Um, right. You know, so at first it's, you know, I'm so sick of doing this. I don't feel like being in quarantine. I have a life to live, blah, blah, blah. Right. But try changing that to, well, I'm going to keep doing this because people are dying. I care about human life. I care about my family's life and I want to stay safe. You know, sometimes just changing your mindset can like make all of the difference. Right. On top of that, that also means redirecting your mind to what's possible. Um, So yeah, it's, well, I don't want to say impossible because clearly we're doing it, but it's not reasonable to fly on a plane across the world, right? It's not reasonable to go to a packed movie theater. It's not reasonable to go to a raging party right now. But think about the things that you can do. It is possible to go take a walk at the park with your dog. It is possible to have a movie night at your house instead. Yeah. Um, you know, it is possible to you know, go to your drive to your beach house, you know, and spend the weekend there. So there are possibilities. We are not completely restrained. Like you said earlier, Um, there are things we can do. Just be safe about it. They also mentioned that um, we shouldn't underestimate the value of a routine. So starting yourself on a, you know, an easy routine, a simple schedule, could be just enough to kind of get you out of that 
you know, depressive cycle, you know, because you, you have a, you have structure, you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what your day is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So that was another step that they gave. Yeah, that's um, one of that course. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I reformed my, my, I, well, it, it just so happened that at the same time I started, you know, my business. So I had the ability to make my own schedule. So I took that opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of, form my my daily routine right so Mm. i started getting up earlier with the kids and and doing Mm -hmm. homeschooling with tt and stuff like that you know and then sometimes i'll i'll have breakfast in the morning sometimes i'll skip breakfast honestly um Mm -hmm. but you know i just have that time that extra time in the morning either to eat breakfast or to chill in the morning relax you know, after the kids are fed and stuff like that, before I start my work day, you know, and I've talked out hours for myself that I work Mm -hmm. and hours that I don't work. So I have a certain time that I stop working just like a regular Mm -hmm. work day. Um, And it's been, Mm -hmm. it was actually really calming in itself to make the schedule. And I've started several other kind of rituals in order to, to kind of chase that feeling. So I started doing like another skin, skincare routine, yep. um, a new hair care mm-hmm. routine, right? So mm-hmm. started adding in some other self care things that I do, just building little things in my life that I know that I can repeat on certain days. And I have things to look forward to, you know, right. myself. Right. Exactly. Yep. And that was exactly what they were saying to step up your self care efforts. Yeah. And they also said to know your red flags, which is really important when you're getting to that point where you're just feeling super anxious and worked up and upset and angry and everything you need to be able to take yourself out of that situation and come up with a plan or some sort of, you know, structure that's going to help you calm down. You know, don't be afraid to remove yourself in any means necessary, you know? Absolutely. And then the last big tip that MD Anderson gave was, you know, remembering that everything is temporary. We will come out on the other side eventually. I know it does not feel that way. <laughs> it feels like this is going to be the rest of our lives, but it's not. So let's um, talk about that for a second. Because when we do come out of this, it's, I feel like the world's going to be very different. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to readjust our lives to, like what we were talking about before, what everybody's calling the new normal, right? The new mm-hmm. standard. Um, mm-hmm. So what are, like, movie releases going to look like, right? What? Yeah. Where, yeah. Where are we, we're pushing back all these movies, right? But eventually mm-hmm. there's not going to be anywhere to push them, we're going to have right. to release them. So what are we going to do? Right. They, they started trying to what they're, what, what they're doing with Mulan, you know, they're going to release yeah. it on Disney plus and charge you extra for it. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be doing, um, releasing movies to streaming platforms right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, charging a little bit more, but if you think about it, I mean, they're supposed to be charging $30 for Mulan. Mm-hmm. If you go to the movies with you and three other friends and pay $10 a ticket, for example, mm-hmm. that's $40. Um, whereas you pay for it at home and anybody can watch it. Yeah. Whoever got your login can watch it however many times they want to watch it. That's true. Um, so technically, you, 
you are kind of getting a deal. I know people are upset about that price. I but that really, I, I, the first time I saw, and I had to take a step back, right? And start thinking about it more logically. Because <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was like, $30? <laughs> for something I already paid for? Y'all tripping. For something I already saw? I saw the first Mulan for free. The These people Mulan. are crazy. This one ain't even got singing in it. What I need to see this for? Come on now. If I'm not going to learn, you know, how the huns get down to business. <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to see it. But, but yeah, you know it is going to yeah. be a lot of mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. new things coming out. I mean, a lot of businesses, like even my job, they have upgraded their technology mm-hmm. because obviously all what, how many work in my job? 400 employees are now working from home. Wow. Um, so the investment they have put into our, you know, yeah. our computers and our software and everything is tremendous. Yeah. And I don't see them letting go of that. Yeah, that's a huge easily. investment. You know what I'm saying? To, I mean, if it works, it seems to be working, right? Exactly. So <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, of businesses. Changes, I don't think those are going away. Exactly. A lot of businesses, including mine, have talked about um, working from home, working from anywhere, remote working, whatever you want to call it, um, for the long term. Because, I mean, we've already put this much into it. Mm -hmm. Why not keep it going? And I'm sure long term that will save money. Oh, girl, we have. I could tell you personally right now, our business has saved so much. Yeah. Like, they even said that, like, even just cutting out all those company lunches mm-hmm. <laughs> bumped us up a good amount by itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like that's funny. Yeah. This is, this is the future, man. Like that's interesting. Now, one thing I am curious about is if mask wearing is going to make it into the future, right? Cause we see that yeah. a lot in China, people walking around mm-hmm. in the daily with masks on and that's because they have a huge population. Um, mm-hmm. So they have a very, uh, high they have a much higher rate of disease spread mm-hmm. but i feel like now that we've all been kind of shell-shocked by this pandemic i think kind of wearing masks in public is gonna turn into kind of a norm here i think that's why they're now making i don't know if you've seen they're now making outfits with attached masks oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a thing now you yeah. know and uh-huh. yeah i think you're right but- yeah right yes Um, i think you're right though i think it's it's literally going to become part of our everyday wardrobe i mean i I don't see why we would stop anytime soon is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i mean interesting to think of uh, a world in five years where kids will be going to prom with matching masks on right right isn't that crazy like with their glittery dresses on and like their glittery masks to match Mm -hmm. like that's gonna be crazy bring back elbow gloves oh gosh bring back elbow gloves bring elbow elbow gloves (laughs) but i mean overall i mean you know working from home has been a blessing through all of this i know everyone is not getting that opportunity so i'm i'm definitely grateful for what i have yeah but I, I do want to say that working from home does come with its own issues. And I have definitely dealt with them throughout this pandemic. Really? Um, and I think the biggest thing that you have to do if you're currently working from home to our listeners, um, don't be afraid to set boundaries and take breaks. 
Um, for whatever reason, there is a phenomenon going on where people think because they're working from home, they have to work more to prove that they are working loyal over. or really working or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. No, you do not. Yeah. Um, this is point. still a job, just like it was a job before. Mm -hmm. um, and they will try to take advantage of you because yeah. it, it's already been happening to me. Mm -hmm. um, they will try to take advantage and have you feeling like you have to work during lunch and work later hours because you're at home and you're not doing anything anyway. No, that is not correct that is not healthy right um you need to reinforce your office hours which is something i've started doing yes i am on at a certain time and i'm off at a certain time that's it and of course if you need extra support talk to a colleague talk to your boss talk to a friend whatever you got to do um, but just remember this job is still that a job it is not your entire life yeah um, so i just had to get that out for all my for work sure. from home people you know yeah. You know, it, it's hard out here, man. It's definitely everybody. And then you know what? You brought up a good point because, yes, you are blessed to work from home. But, yes, it does come with its own challenges. And mm -hmm. everybody has their own challenge that they're facing right now. Right. Everybody's mm -hmm. going through something that has switched up their norm. So, exactly. so we don't need to be comparing struggles, especially not exactly. Now, right. We don't need to be. Oh, if. People on unemployment making this much money and I'm working every day and I'm not making this much. They're unemployed. Leave mm -hmm. them alone. They got their mm -hmm. own struggles. So exactly. like I said before, just be patient with each other. Be kinder than you normally mm -hmm. would be just because you need that same kindness. Right. I, I know I mm -hmm. do. I need that kindness. Mm -hmm. I need that patience from other people right now because I I'm not great, right? We're not we're not mm -hmm. doing great. We're all doing fine. We're making it, right? I think we're all in survival mode right now. Yep. No matter the situation. So just be aware of that and be patient with other people. I agree. A hundred percent. And you know, that's that, y'all. I mean Yeah. That's uh, kind of where we're gonna end it because this this is this is so ongoing and so unpredictable. Like we have no idea what tomorrow or the next day is going to look like. Yeah, exactly. So we just wanted you can to, do to just kind of give y'all some basic information, what we do know, right? Dispel some mm -hmm. myths about, oh, it was just created in a lab to kill Americans. No. <laughs> it's just some crazy market meat, y'all. It's fine. Um <laughs> You know, we don't, we just, there's so much misinformation, like we said before, so many conspiracies. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's nice to, to just be able to, to come and lay down some truths, right? Lay down some, right. some things that we can all grasp onto, easily researchable, easily findable mm -hmm. truths and, you know, things that can help us. Well, like I said, we're all in this together, man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in case you guys do need some help, as far as reputable sources are concerned, a lot of the information that I got today was from CDC, New York Times, um, MPH Online. They actually help public health graduates. Yeah. Um, Harvard Health is another good one. MD Anderson, Forbes, all reputable sites, yeah. guys. Um, John Hopkins, they have a really, really mm -hmm. great statistics map. Um, that gives mm -hmm. you all of those global and um, state breakdown statistics that I was given before. They lay they mm -hmm. lay it out um, in a very 
easily user-friendly way so you can easily mm-hmm. go in and keep track of where we are you know stuff like that just stay informed i think that's the most important mm-hmm. thing stay informed but don't go crazy right so don't yes sit at your computer 24 hours a day chain smoking cigarettes and looking at the the numbers (laughs) go up in deaths every day right but Mm -hmm. you still don't you don't want to be you know walking out in the park in broad daylight well i guess the park is fine it's outside well you don't want to be with a group of people a large group don't be with 26 people in the park in a contest Why would they do a hugging contest? It's not. What does a hugging contest entail? Last hugger wins. Last hugger stands. What? What? 26 huggers go in. One comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all. See, this is is what we missed about this podcast. Just getting to talk and be random. It's fun. Yeah, we covered a lot. I feel good too. This is this is the end of the this is the start of something new, we'll say. You know, we, we kinda started last year. Oh gosh. Oh god. Freaking high school musical. High school. Right? High school musical? Yeah. Mm-hmm. High school musical. Yeah, okay. But yeah, so we're we're excited to bring this back, guys. Of course, we will um be recording some episodes very soon i think we're still trying to do twice a month right yeah every other Ed- week editor-in-chief right yeah <laughs> uh that's just what my brain schedule will allow so right. therefore that's where we are <laughs> well we're still gonna be trying to upload twice a month um we are back on social media we're so on social media again i'm so excited oh my gosh um Tell follow us, what you us. Think of the new logo oh yes i know right i'm so freaking excited like y'all i'm too excited for this anyway um follow us on instagram and twitter at dear me podcast um both of our personal handles will actually be in the bios yeah. so you can follow us from there too mm-hmm. um exciting things coming i'm really excited check out um the person who graced us with our beautiful logo project gray wolf on instagram he's a graphic designer he does great work so check him out um he's really really good at designing things graphically (laughs) some more support small businesses yeah small black businesses small black businesses at that yeah i'm gonna follow him that's awesome yeah we love blacks We do love them, y'all. We we love the blacks. We love we do. the blacks. Nobody's done more for the blacks than us. <laughs> what we've done for the blacks is tremendous. Nobody y'all, we're loves not the crazy. blacks more than us. We're not crazy. We're just Are we? Anyway, let's wrap this up because we we're, we're... <laughs> Okay guys. So we, we will catch you guys in our next episode, which I believe will be so excited. I think our next episode is voting, right? Or um, is yeah, something I think like so. that? Well, yeah, you know what? That's probably a good idea. Let's go with that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, because obviously there's a lot coming up, guys. Yeah, we've so. got to look. This voting episode is going to be hype, okay? You're going to want to be It's going to be lit. You're going to want to be lit. You're going to want to get this I'm information because yep. everything's different, right? So we already yeah. did a voting episode back when the world was open, but boom, coronavirus dropped. 
world's new. Completely different. We got to talk yep. about mail-in ballots. We got to talk about oh. how they're not fraud. Yeah. So be on the lookout. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys in our next episode. We'll see you soon. <laughs> or talk to you soon, I guess. We ain't seeing them. I'll look at you in your eyes Uh-oh. and <laughs> say to you, welcome to dear me, my beautiful angel. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>